Welcome to How I Work, a show about the tactics used by leading innovators to get so much out of their day. I'm your host, Dr. Amantha Imber. I'm an organizational psychologist, the founder of Inventium, and I'm obsessed with finding ways to optimize my workday. This episode is another My Favorite Tip episode. The title's probably pretty self-explanatory. It's about my favorite tip from each of the interviews I conduct. So I use this format because I sometimes feel as a podcast listener myself that I just want to get in, get the most amount of value from an episode and then get out. So in this format, I try to do just that. My guest today is Natasha Pincus. Natasha is a writer and director who is probably most well known for her very distinctive music videos that she's created for artists like Paul Kelly, Missy Higgins and Powderfinger. Where you're probably most familiar with her work, though, is through her video for Godier's Somebody That I Used To Know which has been viewed over 1 billion, yes, 1 billion times on YouTube and was awarded the first of Natasha's back-to-back arias for Best Music Video and was also nominated for the MTV Award for Best Music Video. In this clip, Natasha talks about how she uses location and clothing to delineate the different parts of her day and how these cues essentially fast-track her ability to get into the thinking zone that she needs to be in. So on that note, over to Natasha. I used to have an office space and uh, I used to use that to delineate the different parts of my practice. So I'd go there to do the editing for videos or production type work, meetings and so on. And then I would reserve my screenwriting work for home and that way I could change modes. Recently, in the last year or so, I actually closed my office down because, well, partly because I now have a dog and uh, the pooch couldn't come to the office, but also because I actually found other ways of partitioning that didn't require sort of, I guess, those shifts of, you know, geographical shifts. Um, I recommend them to people, but I don't, at the moment in my life, I don't need them. They were more a hindrance. Because, so how do, you, how do you partition now? Uh, I guess in some ways I still maybe partition um, geographically. I might move to a different part of the house, the apartment. Uh, I partition in the day and I might even change my clothes. <laughs> So you partition in the day. What, what do you get into clothes I think, changing? That's I think I said that without thinking about it, but I think it's really true. I do change my clothes. Yeah. So let's 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 talk about partitioning the day first. So are you, are you kind of saying you'll do certain types of work in the morning versus like what does what does that look like? So if I'm doing my deep creative work, which is my uh, discovery work. So if that's creative work for say music video idea or that first draft of screenplay stuff I was talking about, it's morning. And I can get some really good stuff done later in the day, absolutely. And sometimes um, there's sprints. So I might, for example, a good sprint time for me is between, say, 4.30 and 6, like that kind of just before the end of the day, I'm going to quickly get this out. And then I find that with that kind of really curtailed period, I can actually get some gems. But generally speaking, the first three hours are my best work, my best creative work. And ideally, I've not spoken. I've not done anything. And I, I, I won't have... Put any other input in. I, I won't have read the paper. I love reading the paper in the morning. I'm old school, physical newspaper. Um, that's a great ritual. But when I'm doing my deep creative work, I will roll out of bed and roll into the computer. And it's almost like a dream state. I think what it does is it, for me, it means I haven't even kind of assumed my identity yet. I feel really, God, this is going to sound really kind of, you know, arty farty. But truthfully, it feels almost much more like you're kind of a medium in that way. You're just, there's nothing interfering that, so there's no, nothing's providing static between the inspiration and the outcome. Whereas the more and more I live in the world, whether that's as me because of my clothing, because I'm answering an email as me with my name, because I'm using my voice, because I'm contacting the everyday kind of, you know, exigencies of life, 
now there's a step between the mind and the fingers and there's a mind and the screen and I kind of it gets gets polluted it's just not as not as fluent not as clean I don't trust the ideas as much so I try to protect that and not not only that it's also because crap comes in people come in you know work life everything interferes and next thing you know you're being diverted in a hundred different directions I want to come back to the the clothes. <laughs> what, what are you doing with your wardrobe through the day? <laughs> well, I've got a lot of wardrobe changes. Yeah, actually, I've never spoken about this before. Um, like an actor. <laughs> yeah, well, you are, right? I mean, you get cues from things colour-wise, physically. I noticed that the first time when I was uh, a lot younger, I was like a lot younger, I was actually an actor, funnily enough. Maybe this is where it comes from. And I noticed... I wasn't like, when I when I say actor, I was a kid actor. So I wasn't like an actor. You know, I wasn't like trained and knew what I was doing. I was just performing f- cash. <laughs> that sounds wrong. Um, but I noticed after a while that I'd wear the same thing going to auditions or in rehearsals, which was always like a uniform, like blue jeans, black T-shirt. It was just what I wore. And on set, I always tend to wear the same sort of clothes. And I thought, what what is it about this? And I realised, obviously, you get... You start teaching yourself, training yourself into certain modes of being and thinking depending on what you wear. Um, and, like, sometimes you can be in control and sometimes you get a surprise. But for me, a colour can make a difference. Um, how comfortable you are makes a difference. And so when I'm doing my hard work in the morning, I like to be as comfortable as possible. It's just trackies. It's basic. I've got, like, a house clothes, like a set of wardrobe for house clothes. But it's when I need a change from that that I'll, I'll put something on. I'll, I'll put my jeans on like I'm about to do something even though I'm still going to be at home. Or I'll, I'll put shoes on, which is a big one for some reason. I hold, I hold myself differently in my seat. I, f- I feel different. I do most of my phone calls in motion. That's a big one for me as well. So In motion like when you're walking or driving or? Oh, ideally either, but ideally walking because I may as well because I need to get my steps up anyway, hey, but um, and sitting's going to kill you. But uh, I may as well walk because – I get a good fluency of thought and I'm multitasking, but I'll also attach it to whenever I'm driving. In Melbourne's traffic is is terrible. Terrible is a word. I, I mean that as an actual word. Terrorise you and it's horrible. Um, and uh, I like to kind of just, you know, get those calls done while I'm travelling from point A to B. But if not, I'll at least emulate that by putting my shoes on. Mm. <laughs> Sounds wacky, hey? That's cool. But I think it's important. You've got to be open with yourself about what works. Hello there, it is me again. Now, something I was particularly fascinated by in this excerpt is the idea of a wardrobe. So I know for me, movement is really important and punctuating my breaks with moving around, especially when I'm doing a big chunk of deep work at my desk. So for me, like you'll never ever see me wearing heels or anything uncomfortable for that matter on on my feet or elsewhere because it restricts my movement. And I never actually learnt how to walk in heels, which is very bizarre, I know. And when I'm working from home, and look, even sometimes when I'm working from the office and don't have client meetings, I'll often wear active wear. And by that, I mean trackies or leggings and runners, because I want to be as comfortable as possible when I'm working. And personally, I've never been a fan of the corporate dress code. I feel like it just serves to make us feel less like ourselves and more like we're putting on a mask when we come into the office. I mean, sure, it looks professional and perhaps it signals that we're a bit more professional and trustworthy and all that. But I don't know. I think that seems like a big trade-off when what we wear affects how we think and act so much. 
So that's it for today. If you like this excerpt, you might want to listen to my full chat with Natasha, which I link to in the show notes. And if you're enjoying how I work, I would love it if you could take just five seconds to leave a review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast. Leaving reviews actually makes it easier for other people to find how I work. And thank you to all the amazing people who have left five-star reviews and written some lovely words. It, It really does make my day. So that's it for today, and I'll see you next time.